You're listening to the All Things Good Sports Podcast, a product of All Things Good Company. Welcome to the ATG Sports Podcast. This is Jeff Pulver. This is Tom McGowan. And we have a couple great guests that we're excited to have on today. We have Gene McClendon, who's the founder of a company called After Sports and Entertainment Network Group. And uh, we also have Hall of Fame NBA player Mitch Richmond with him. Hey, guys. How you doing? How you guys doing? Good, man. Great. It's a pleasure to have you guys on. So, We'll start out by just explaining what your company does. So this has been described to me as a a company that's a fun company, a fun organization for retired athletes and entertainers to get involved with, to, you know, work with some cool people and and make some money and set up some events. So you guys organize autograph signings, corporate appearances, speaking engagements, guys can manage people's brands for them and help them out with nonprofit organizations, help them with social media. Uh, is there anything else you'd like to add about what the company can offer? Well, basically what we do is what you just described, but we go a little more personal with it. We basically, uh, we show up, we facilitate prior to our clients showing up a venue to where they can offer something about themselves, their personal experiences, their successes, pretty much to kind of help the neighborhood kids that may be struggling or companies that may need a little motivation for their employees. We provide a venue for them to be able to have our athletes show up and give them a motivational speech. We also facilitate to where within the community, you know, you have a lot of young people that are suffering within their particular neighborhoods. They suffer from just being able to live within the the community and to be successful in sports and not only in sports and school, they need help. So, our athletes show up, they speak on behalf of the community, the young people, and to help them see how they can be successful as well. So, you know, the public wants to hear what the successful athlete has done, where they've come from, and what they've done to continue to be successful, and what they're trying to do after sports. And that's why we came up with the name After Sports, because it's really something that takes place after our players have played you know, on the field or on the court. And we want them to be able to, you know, enjoy the experience that we've had with them on a personal level. And that's why I even approached Mitch. We've been friends for a very long time. And, you know, some of the things that we experience together, I think it's great that others be able to experience that. They have questions and they want answers to them. So that's pretty much what we do. So we want to just provide a positive experience for people. That's what, that's what it really boils down to from a small scale to a large scale, whether it be to one individual or a group of kids at, you know, a camp, or whether it be to corporate America and the tech field to where they just want to have someone appear and be able to talk about some of the things that they've done and obstacles that they've overcome to get to where they're at. And then it helps promote their companies as well. And then our ultimate fan experience is another thing that's really amazing because the ultimate fan experience is for the person that may have an athlete that they've admired for a very long time. Um, they may want to 
you know, provide, you know, me, like say for instance, me as a parent, I may have a young child or something that, you know, he loves Lawrence Taylor or he loves, uh, you know, whatever particular athlete it is, but that particular athlete cannot appear. Well, we provide something that they can still get as far as, you know, some type of motivation. I mean, he could be suffering from cancer or something or leukemia. And all he wants to do is hear from Ray Lewis. Well, Ray Lewis can get on the phone and call him up while he's in the hospital and give him something uh, to look forward to in a positive way. So that's what the ultimate fan experience is about. He may want to send a text message to him, something that the young person can say for the rest of his life and something he can always look back to as an experience that he was able to enjoy, that he got a text message from uh, from Ray Lewis or Lawrence Taylor or you know, any professional basketball uh, athlete that may be a person that he sees as a hero, something that's motivational for him to be able to get through a hard time that he's dealing with. So that's what our ultimate fan experience is about. And we're excited about that as well. That sounds like a, a great thing you guys are doing and you can help a lot of people in many different ways. So for the listeners purposes, they have a, a huge group of really cool entertainers and athletes Hall of Fame, NBA and NFL players, Super Bowl and NBA champions, you know, league MVPs, just all time great players. Obviously, Mitch is a part of it. Gene mentioned Lawrence Taylor, Eric Dickerson, who holds the record for most rushing yards in a single season in the NFL. Terrell Davis, who's been a Super Bowl MVP and an MVP, five time NBA champion, Ron Harper. Colette Smith is a, a really cool person who's motivational and she's the first female coach in New York Jets history and the first African-American female coach in NFL history. So there's a lot of people that you can contact through uh, after sports and entertainment, and they cover a, a wide variety of athletes that people might be interested in hearing from. Mitch, when you first talked yeah. to Dean about after sports and entertainment, what made you want to decide to get involved? Well, I, I think we had a relationship from over the years uh, of doing business. And then I think, uh, you know, for me being a retired player, we know we're not recreating the wheel, but what we are doing is giving an opportunity for the athletes, you know, to have these experiences, but also, you know, have the ability to make money in the process of doing it. I know a lot of companies that really, you know, kind of shine on the athletes that they don't get the opportunity to bring what they need to bring to the to the forefront and then don't get the opportunity to make the money that they deserve. So we we, we talked about, uh, and Gene was actually the one who, who brought it up. Uh, we talked about it over a couple of years and, and figured out this is the time for us to move in this way. That's great. take a break to talk a little bit about your NBA career Mitch when you were playing for the Warriors you guys had this really fast-paced offense and it was a exciting team to watch Mm -hmm. you guys scored lots of points this is with Tim Hardaway and Chris Mullen you guys averaged 116 points per game pretty much all three seasons that you were there and today even still today Mm -hmm. with the high scoring that would still be third in the league so what I'm wondering is at the time mm-hmm. when you guys were kind of setting that standard, did you know that this is kind of where the NBA would be going at some point? Could you feel that at the time? Uh, no, not at all. I think we were just trying to play the best we possibly can with the talent that we had. We had, 
three guys that played on the perimeter. Uh, we had three guys that could really score. Not only just three top guys, but we had a guy by the name of Sharunas Marcellonis. Uh, we had Terry Teagle. We had Rod Higgins. We had some guys that can really fill it up. So we felt, and Don Nelson was a genius at that, and said, hey, the only way that we're going to have the opportunity for everyone to get all their touches, for everyone to uh, uh, to have an opportunity to touch the ball, to get their shots up, to defend, we have to play a fast pace. And we have to share and take care of the ball. And so when we started it, you know, it was just a lot of running, a lot of uh, a lot of drills, it was a lot of suicides, but we had to get ourselves in shape to play that pace because we know most of the teams wasn't going to be able to, to keep up with us because we were a small unit. So going to your Sacramento Kings day, it's probably where you had your best mm-hmm. seasons. Six of the seven seasons, you made the all-star team. And five of those seasons, you right. made all NBA teams. The franchise went on to retire your number two jersey. Must have been a crazy experience for you. Can you just reflect on maybe your time in Sacramento and what that franchise means to you? I definitely want to go back because I think, uh, you know, I had some of my best years at Golden State also. I I think you don't really and truly realize uh, it's very important uh, when you're playing this sport, you can't do it by yourself. Uh, You have to have teammates and you have to have a group of guys that kind of really make your job a lot easier. And when I played with the Warriors, you know, it was very easy to go out and perform because I know I had two or three other guys that had to get double teamed and it might be my night that night might not be my night that night. So if going from Golden State to Sacramento, you know, it was, it was real difficult because it was a, a organization that was starting over. It was an organization that had a lot of young talent, but really wasn't adapting to the, uh, the NBA game yet, uh, just coming out of college. Uh, and the only vets they had was Wayman Tisdale and, uh, and Spud Webb. So, my time in Sacramento, I did a lot of individual stuff, but as far as that, it was very difficult because it was, you know, I was uh, getting double team every night. So you had to prepare yourself even more to get prepared to be double teamed, to know how to throw out of the double team, to to know when the double teams are coming, to know when to pick your spots. Uh, so my, my time in Sacramento, you know, I, I did have a lot of individual accolades, but, you know, being a team is much more important than all of that. to that all those great years you had with the Warriors and with the Kings you also got the opportunity to play for Team USA and you played Mm -hmm. on those six all-star teams what was it like to you mentioned what it feels like to be on a team with great players I mean that's as good as it gets right there how does it feel to play with those guys yeah it was it was awesome playing on the USA team uh no question about it you 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 know I, I never thought I'd have an opportunity to play uh on the USA team again I was the last uh college team to play in the Olympics, and that was in 88, and we lost the gold medal, so we didn't win the gold medal. So I never knew if I would have another opportunity to really kind of redeem myself. And looking, you know, at my career when I saw David Robinson had an opportunity to redeem himself, uh, get a ring, I mean, uh, get a gold uh, gold medal uh, with the USA team. You know, I, I'm really good friends with David, so I, I was really happy for him. But, uh, you know, I definitely wanted an opportunity to kind of brush that off because I never touched the medal again once we lost. We got the bronze medal. So in in 96, um, you know, I get a call, and they want me to play on the 96 team. So 
I was really ecstatic and happy and, and overjoyed that I was going to get an opportunity to uh, redeem myself and get a gold medal. That's got to be an amazing experience. To follow up on that, you mentioned when you were in Sacramento, you had a lot of individual success and the team, you know, right. they usually didn't make the playoffs and whatnot, but then you get to play right. in these experiences, these all-star games, you were able to win the all-star game MVP in 1995. And when you were on mm-hmm. Team USA, you were, you know, one of the leading scorers right there with everybody else. So it's a different kind of experience to to succeed alongside these yeah. great players. Did that help you, you know, validate yourself, how good you have gotten and how much you improve your skills over the years? Yeah, I think, you know, my first year coming in the league, you know, and I want rookie of the year. That's the pressure of any player winning the rookie of the year. You don't want a second year jinx. So my whole thing was trying to be consistent as possible and to take the game serious, uh, work on my craft. And I, I love to compete, love the competition. So I think every year, uh, every time I played on the floor, I wanted to play hard. And hopefully my opponent knew that I was going to bring my best. And, and in doing that, gave me an opportunity to grab some of the individual uh, accolades, get on the all-star teams, and also be on two Olympic teams. So kind of uh, building off the team experience, you ended up playing for the Lakers. You know, at this time, you had already proven yourself yes. to be a, a Hall of Fame player. Uh, and this was the first time that mm-hmm. you really got to be part of a, a championship team. So what was it like to, you know, play a role on that team as a veteran leader, you know, mentor to younger players? And, you know, did, did winning that championship help you retire in peace, you know, knowing that you accomplished most of what you set out to do? Or uh, can you just maybe elaborate on your experience with the Lakers? Oh, man, every, everything you said was right on. You know, I played uh, at that particular time 13 seasons, you know, and, and, and people don't understand it's 450 players playing every day. Uh, every guy, I don't care what team they're on, at some point they're thinking that, hey, we might could win a championship this year if everything falls in our place. So every year I tried to go out and, and see if, you know, we can win it, even though that uh, it didn't look so well against our team and so when I joined the Lakers joining with young Kobe Bryant Shaquille O'Neal definitely I wanted to to experience that before I got out of the game and uh, with Phil Jackson and and all the other players Robert Ory um, Derek Fisher and Rick Fox so for me it was exciting to join them it was exciting to to see how the Lakers conduct themselves every day every night Uh, every day we're going to another city so yeah, everything was it was was very important, and and I I really enjoyed the role that I played there. I, I felt like I could have played more, uh, but at that particular time, I had to really take a seat back and just enjoy the ride. Hey everyone, do you like the ATG Sports Podcast? Well, the Podcoin app pays you to listen to this podcast and every podcast. It's a podcast player that pays. Just get the Podcoin app on iPhone or Android. It's free and super easy to use. You can use the PodCoin you earn to claim gift cards or donate to charity. It literally is amazing. It turns your podcast listening into charity. Or if you like, just get some Amazon or Starbucks gift cards. I use the PodCoin app to do all my podcast listening now, and I love it. Go get it on the App Store or on Android today. Seriously, just go get the PodCoin app and use the invite code ATGSports. That's capital A-T-G-S, lowercase p-o-r-t-s. You'll get 300 PodCoin just for signing up if you use my code. That's 300 PodCoin just for signing up if you use the code ATG Sports. Go give the PodCoin app a try today.
So you retired after that season with the Lakers in, in 2002. So you've been retired for a decent amount of time now. What have you enjoyed most about retirement after basketball? Well, I think, look, you know, it's still in you. <laughs> I think you. Uh, I have dreams some days that, man, I got to get to practice in the morning. Uh, or, I ju- or I just signed a five-year deal to come back as the oldest player to play. Uh, yeah, you. I, I, I have all those dreams. I, I definitely have all those dreams because uh, I felt like I would be playing it if I didn't even, you know, get a chance to, to make money doing it. But, but, yeah, I mean, just staying around the game and, and and really enjoying how the game has really evolved. I had an opportunity to to work with the Golden State Warriors when I retired. Sacramento Kings just left the St. John's uh, University, so I'm still staying around the game. Do a lot of stuff for USA Basketball and the NBA. So, uh, yeah, I mean it's in my blood, and uh, I'm I'm just happy that I still have the opportunity to to be retired these years. And and the game has really uh, been been good to me. I've traveled all around the world just because of an orange ball. So as a retired Hall of Fame basketball player, you know, people probably want to meet you, talk to you all the time. What types of organizations have you, you know, booked for events or maybe looking to book? Well, I've I've done a lot of speaking engagements. I've done a lot of stuff where uh, corporate situations where I had to come in and just talk of just they ask me questions and doing a lot of basketball camps, dinners. For me, you know, it it is what it is. I mean, whatever opportunity there is to, to you to uh, give knowledge of, of what you've done and the way you walk through life. I think it's just another opportunity for me to, to give back. So um, I'm excited about any opportunity that comes my way, and we'll embrace it as they come. So After Sports and Entertainment is a, is a young company at this point, but you've put together a great group of former athletes and entertainers. What do you, mm-hmm. both of you, see as the potential for this company and, and what excites you about working together and working with these other great athletes and great entertainers going forward? Well, I, I think it's, it's very exciting for working with my peers, uh, working with guys that I actually, you know, seen and watched play, uh, admired them. Uh, but, you know, we, we feel like athletes are retiring every day from basketball, from football, baseball, to boxing, and the list goes on. Uh, the entertainment side of the company, we, we feel is, is going to grow and it's growing as well. We're being able to, to, to help these guys in any possible way they can. Just it's uh, extra money on the side, but it's something that they really and truly love to do. So, but we're, we're truly excited about it every day. You know, I, my, my man Gene here wakes up, you know, striving to be the best. And so <laughs> I, I think from a from, from from an athlete's point of view, uh, I think that's what's more important to them, that they know when they were playing on the field or on the court, that they got up every morning and got prepared to, to face the day. So I'm excited about where, where this young company is going, and uh, we're just going to wait and see and see how it happens. Awesome. This could be a question for Gene or yourself. Uh, what what would be the best way to maybe find out more information about after sports and how should people get in touch with you guys? Yeah, you can go to our website, aftersportsandmore.com, uh, or email info at aftersportsandmore.com, or call our office at 310-526-5264, and our marketing agents will assist you. But we have agents spreading across uh, Los Angeles and the California area, D.C., New York, so we're expanding and um, trying to grow. And also, you guys can reach us on our Instagram to see what we're doing, some of the exciting stuff that we have, uh, not only going on now, but the direction we're going on at After Sports and More. Awesome. Yeah, we'll post the link for listeners in the details for this episode. 
And yeah, reach out to them on Instagram. They've been posting some great stuff, uh, promoting all the things their players are doing. So Mitch, do you have any projects or upcoming events that you want to promote? Or Gene, is there any other big events going on that you want to let people know are happening? Well, right now, we don't have anything particular right now. I mean, we have some areas we're working towards. But as far as the actual dates, we haven't set it up yet. But we're looking forward to setting up some celebrity golf tournaments um, that are based behind a particular foundations. Um, and also, we're going to do a, a couple of uh, bowling tournaments celebrity bowling tournament so we'll keep you posted on it and we'll let you know what is driving them and i'll give you a date that's fantastic just follow after sports and more on instagram and i'm sure they'll post all the updates on there if you're interested in finding out more about the events guys i want to thank both of you guys for coming on the this podcast it's been a, a great experience to get to know you guys a little bit and we wish you the best with uh, your company right. going forward all right thank you all right thank you Thanks, guys. So that was NBA Hall of Famer Mitch Richmond and the founder of uh, After Sports and Entertainment Network Group, Gene McClendon. Check the show notes for the link to their website. And they do a lot of really interesting things. Uh, and they've been very responsive. Elkie, Gene's assistant, was very helpful for setting up this interview. So we want to give her a special shout out. Thank you guys for listening. And uh, we'll be back soon with some really cool interviews going forward. All right. See you guys.